Welcome to Young Christian Podcast. We want to welcome you to our podcast where we look at real world issues through the lens of a young Christian. Uh, Today we got to talk about something super heavy and something uh, very hard. Uh, It's prejudice, discrimination, and racism. But before we really get into it, uh, I want to start by first and foremost defining um, really quickly just a few things. Uh, Oxford language defines uh, each one of these things as this. Prejudice is the preconceived opinion uh, that is not based on reason or actual experience. Also, discrimination is the unjust or uh, prejudice, uh, prejudice treatment of different categories of people or things, especially on the grounds of race, age, or sex. Racism is prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one own race is superior. So now we we tend to hear a lot of the word racism and not a lot of the other two. And we, we tend to lump prejudice and discrimination kind of into this realm of, of racism. You know, this word racism is has been really at the forefront of a lot of things. Um, and it has been and really is an issue uh, in the United States. It's It's been... Um, the, the cry of the people, um, who have been, uh, affected by a system that, um, tends to be, um, racist, uh, discriminative and prejudice. And a lot of people have been saying, you know, what, what is the, the job of the church, you know, in all of this, what should the church be doing? You know, why are people silent? You know, why is there, you know, almost deafening, you know, when it comes to this? Or um, what really breaks my heart that they've even um, experienced this from church members and people a part of the church. Um, And this has really been, um, you know, something even for me. Uh, that has affected uh, me, and I really just, I really want to share uh, my story with with you guys uh, really quickly. So my story is kind of an anomaly. It's unusual. It's it's my story. <laughs> I I I'm seeing everything that's going on, and I I can relate to it in certain ways, but in other ways I, I can't. So a little bit about my background, uh, if, if you don't know, um, I was born in Brazil. Um, my, my father is, uh, his background is, you know, he's white and our whole family comes from Germany. And so my dad has blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, very, very white. Uh, and my mom is a Latina from, uh, from Brazil. And our family, um, you know, is, is from, you know, Brazil and it's amazing to see, uh, I, I grew up in a multi, uh, ethnic, multicultural, uh, interracial family. And what I've seen is this, is that there are a lot of differences between both of our cultures. And, um, it was amazing to grow up seeing that 
and to experience both because I would visit uh, Brazil constantly. And um, I would go back and forth uh, visiting and seeing uh, my family and experiencing both cultures. Um, here's here's the, uh, the uniqueness of it is that if you look at me, uh, I look very white. I, I don't look mixed. Uh, once you get to know me, though, you'll kind of see and understand, oh, yeah, okay, I totally see that. I totally see how uh, he is half uh, Latino, half white. Um, but a lot of people, they look at me and they just see uh, a white man. And once they get to know me, uh, this is where I've experienced racism uh, with people who I'm close to, unfortunately, where um, some racist and some um, discrimination that I faced was that people would tell me, uh, go back to your own country because uh, I immigrated here. And uh, some people have said, you know, you need to go back to your country. You don't belong here. Uh, just go back to Brazil. And things like that have really, really hurt my heart. And I understand in, in senses of, you know, being discriminated because I'm different, you know. Um, but here's what I've learned is that I can almost hide behind my, my whiteness where um, if I was darker, you know, if, if I had a darker of complexion um, or if I had the complexion maybe even, you know, of, of um, you know, of my mom or again, some, someone darker, maybe I, I would get those comments more often, maybe even more from strangers who don't know anything about me, you know, and I, I was thinking, you know, about all of this is, man, I cannot imagine what it might be um, to be a person of color that they cannot hide behind any mask or they cannot hide behind anything, but they are uh, scared to even, um, you know, maybe even go out in public or maybe they are afraid of, um, you know, of just being discriminated against because they're their skin color is is different, and maybe someone has um, prejudices, you know, towards their race, um, you know, judgments that they have of biased thoughts that uh, were were left unchecked. And you know, I keep asking myself, you know, I'm not a you know a social justice you know warrior. I'm not someone who you know fights the you know, in the front lines of social issues, you know, I'm, I'm a preacher of the gospel, you know, I'm just a, a person who points to Jesus, you know, that's all that I do. And I, I'm asking myself through all of this, Lord, what does, what does your word say? The word of God is a beautiful thing because it addresses so many issues. And I want to, I want to talk uh, and speak from Luke chapter 10 verses 25 through 37. Uh, this is the parable of the Good Samaritan. Now, before we go into this, uh, Samaritans were uh, subjected to a lot of discrimination from from the Jews and probably vice versa. There was a an unrest between the two uh, ethnic groups. Um, the Jews uh, did not think of the Samaritans um, as pure. They thought of them as these half breeds of people who just didn't get all of the doctrine right. Um, and so here. It says in verse 25, uh, it says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, uh, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Uh, what is written in the law? 
he replied, do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down uh, the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came uh, to the place and saw him pass by on the other side, but a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expenses you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. So I read this and I, I think to myself, you know, we, we live in, in a kind of a, an era where there's a lot of people saying, well, um, I never own slaves or I'm not racist or I don't deal with that. I, I, I did not, in this case, I did not beat up the man. I did not rob him. I did not take his clothing. I did not do any of that. And you're completely right in saying that. But here's the thing is the man, the good Samaritan, he did not do the beating, but he saw the consequences of the hurt and he decided to show mercy upon the man and to do something and to be that person in the midst of the hurt and the pain. Now, we may not be racist. We might not um, you know, even have, again, be contributors to this pain, but we can see the effect of what racism, discrimination, and racism, or and prejudice, um, has, has left, um, in the black community and, and just, um, with people of color in general. And I think, that we can learn something from this, from this story, we can learn and do likewise to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor and, and to really see what that looks like. This story um, really um, shows what the church can do in the midst um, of what's going on. When I read this, the first thing that I see is that uh, he took pity um, upon the man. He, in other words, he he was compassionate. I think the first thing that we can do as as the church is, uh, especially during this time, is to be compassionate. Um, when someone hurts, I hurt with them. 
And if my brother is in pain, I'm in pain too. Uh, this man had compassion and he felt uh, the hurt and the pain and it caused him to do something. Um, so many times in scripture, we see um, the Bible talking about Jesus was moved with compassion and he went and he, he healed those who were uh, sick or oppressed. And in these moments, we need to say, all right, Lord, uh, give me compassion. Break my heart for really what breaks yours. Um, the next thing is that he bandaged the wounds. And I think of my, you know, I think of what does that mean? And, and that's having these types of conversations with people, you know, uh, having conversations about what's going on uh, in the black community, in, in the, even in the Hispanic community, or, you know, where we, where we ask those questions, hey, what are, what's going on with you um, during this time? you know, with racism, with discrimination, with prejudice, you know, how has it affected you? So um, today uh, I had an amazing conversation um, with a, with a, a young lady who uh, she uh, was telling me her story um, about being a, a Mexican American and what she faced. And we connected, I told her my story and she told me hers. And I said, wow, like, can you please write this down um, so that I can share this uh, in this podcast? And uh, here's what she wrote. She said, here's my thoughts. Um, thanks for asking to hear some of my story. She said this, uh, I'm a, I am a brown American, the first one in my family born on the side of the Mexican border. I grew up in a border town in Arizona. I learned quickly that my color was a defining characteristic. That outer appearance was the first way in which people assessed me. Brown skin, long, black hair, yes, Mexican. Mexican and Hispanic people were almost but not quite the majority in my town. So my looks weren't uncommon. What was uncommon was my fluent, unbroken English. My experience growing up with white people consisted of repeatedly being told how I was uh, one of the good ones. My experience with white people was being approached with caution until I started speaking. Oh, she's Mexican or Arabic or Indian or something. Oh, she doesn't have an accent. Okay, she's safe. While I was expected to communicate in Spanish at home and with family, I was equally as expected to speak English in public. The cautiousness and uncertainty with which I was approached spoke to me one constant challenge, prove your Americanness. While returning from day or weekend trips over the border to visit my grandmother, prove your Americanness. While I was taught to master a language, memorize the Pledge of Allegiance, excel academically, and conditioned to act right, prove your Americanness. I now live in the Midwestern United States, and as a full-grown adult, I wish I could say I didn't have to prove anything anymore, but that's not always the case. It's really amazing, um, you know, hearing this, reading this, it's, it's, man, there's some wounds there, and, and wounds for everyone who's experienced um, something like this, where they, 
they had to prove themselves, to prove their Americanness, to prove that they were in fact citizens or supposed to be here. You know, again, I, I fully understand that. I, Me too. I, I was, you know, always told, you know, well, go back to your country, go back to Brazil. This isn't your home. This isn't your place. There's wounds in people who have, um, you know, felt not that acceptance and warmth or, or had to feel like they had to prove themselves. And so bandaging the wounds is something that we can do is having those conversations and speaking with people who have a different story and sympathizing and having compassion uh, for what they've gone through. Not only having these conversations, but the next thing that uh, the Good Samaritan did was he he poured oil and wine. Now, this can be symbolic of, of praying for people, you know, not just saying, oh, hey, I'm praying for you and, and your community, but it's actually saying, hey, let's pray about this. Man, I am so sorry that your heart is broken and that you've experienced something like that. So many people, I've talked to so many um, people who have gone through um, discrimination and man, it just breaks my heart. Um, and, and to that, I say, let's, let's be people who pour oil and wine um, on those who have been afflicted by, by racism, by discrimination, by prejudice, by all of these things. Um, it's important that we learn to pray and to ask the Lord uh, to heal their hearts and, and for peace um, to fill their souls and for the peace of God to just fill the room where you're at, minister healing. We, you know, the Bible says that spirit-filled words brings healing to the bones. And it's so true. Give words of encouragement and of hope and of peace. And it's in these moments that we can really minister to people and to really shine a light and to really show Jesus in the midst of this, I'm a big uh, preacher that Jesus is the answer to everything. Jesus is the solution. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Everything points to Jesus in my book. And in these moments, the only person who can really heal their hearts is Jesus. And when we pray, um, and we pray with them, we are pouring the oil and the wine. Um, another thing is, is for us to be an advocate, you know, the Holy Spirit is our advocate. He's our counselor. He's the one who who stands uh, in the gap for us, and we we see that um, that this Samaritan was an advocate. He put um, him on his own donkey. He took him to the inn, and he paid for all of the expenses and any expense. So, how do we become an advocate? Well, we we stick up for for those um, whenever we see or hear any type of injustice. Um, I, I had a, a friend come. Uh, I grew up in a, a small rural town in Pennsylvania, and it was mainly white. And um, I went to a, a school in the city in, in Ohio, in Columbus, and it was predominantly African-American. And I brought one of, one of my closest friends um, home uh, to, just, to, just to see my town, uh, meet my friends, um, and to, to just spend some time, um, you know, in, in Pennsylvania, he wanted to see where I, where I live. And 
he told me, he's like, man, I, I'm, I'm nervous to be in your town. And I told him, no, you don't have to be worried. The people are great. The people are, are loving. They were loving to me and what I looked like, but to him, um, it was sad what he had to experience. Um, he is six foot plus. I don't know exactly how tall he is, but he's a very, 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 um, very tall guy. And, um, but he has a heart of gold. And again, we're in Bible college together, studying, taking the same Bible classes. He has such a great heart. And we walked into, uh, the McDonald's in the morning where, uh, my, my dad was also there and he was having a Bible study there, uh, with some people, not, not from the church, but, uh, from different churches. They all meet there in the mornings and have a coffee and just talk about the Lord. And there was a couple people there. They saw us walk in and, uh, one of the ladies made a comment about us being there wondering uh, who who was this um, young black man and, and why was he in our town and uh, that they're that they're causing problems. And I thought to myself, you know, oh, my gosh, um, you know, when I heard this, my dad, though, he was an advocate and he he stuck up for me and my friend and said, hey, that's my son. And that's his friend from college. And he has a heart of gold. He wouldn't harm nobody. He wouldn't hurt anyone. And he has a much better heart than you ever will. And he stood up uh, for him. And in that moment, he showed what a true advocate looks like. We can really learn from this, from this story, you know, of this Samaritan, you know, and seeing someone who is broken and, and hurt on the street. And being there for them as someone who is walking um, as ones who have eternal life to love God with all of our hearts, but to also love our neighbor. And people in the black community, Hispanic community, and every community, um, people of a different ethnic group, let's um, treat them as, as this Samaritan did. Let's treat each other as our neighbor and love our neighbor as ourselves. That's the biggest commandment that Jesus gives to the church to do. So I say this and say, here's the response of the church to what's going on in this world. We're not here to fix the world's problems or issues. Uh, we're just here to uh, show the light of the kingdom and to lead people to Jesus. And we do that by having compassion. We do that by bandaging wounds and having conversations. We do that by pouring the oil and wine of prayer. And we do that by being an advocate and sticking up. And even if, I mean, these people were Christians and still they were uh, having prejudice um, towards uh, my friend. And um, it was because of my dad being an advocate and he stuck up um, for someone who was judged on the color of their skin and not on the content of their heart. And I say all this to say is that racism, prejudice, discrimination is a big sin and it breaks the heart of God because what you're doing is you are dismantling the image of God. You are saying because of their skin color, I'm going to think poorly of them. And because of that, you are, you are tearing down the image of God and you're trying to raise your own image above them. And that breaks the heart of God. Racism is a sin, discrimination, prejudice. It's a huge sin that breaks breaks the heart of God. We even um, we see that even with the Samaritans, Jesus hit this point 
the Samaritans were discriminated against and looked down upon. Uh, but Jesus wanted to shine light and say that there there was good. And I'm I'm telling you this, we we as the church, we need to shine a light and love like we've never loved before. Love our neighbor as ourselves. And if we have anything within our hearts, if if you're listening to this and maybe you have some some prejudice or you know some some uh, judgments towards people of a different race or an ethnicity, I ask you to to have healing over that. I don't I don't want to uh, you know just break you know break you down with words or you know just kind of step on your toes, but I want to to bring you out of light. The Bible says that it's the kindness of God that leads men to repentance. So out of kindness, I ask you. Search your heart for any type of 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 uh, prejudice and prejudgments that you are um, harboring in your heart, and, and give them to the Lord. Hand them over, and if you see anyone, uh, be the church. I, I I encourage you to be the church. Be the church and shine the light. That's all that we can do in this time is to love one another. The Bible says that this is how they will know that we are followers of Jesus is because of the love that we have for one another. So I pray this, Lord, give your people more love like never before. God, take us back to that first love. Let us love with with passion and fire, Lord, having no judgments towards anyone or any people because we know that that breaks your heart because you have created us in your image and you love each and every one of us. Lord, we thank you that you died for every nation, every tongue, every tribe, every people, every person. Lord, we thank you that uh, in your kingdom, there is no Jew, Greek, male, female. Lord, we are all created uh, equal. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, Again, I'm no expert on this at all or on any of these topics but I just want to give a real life perspective of what I've experienced and what others have experienced. We live in a a day and age where uh, prejudice, discrimination, and racism is still um, an issue, but we as the church, we can shine our light. All right, be blessed. Bye. Until next time.